The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Listening to Fresh FM, and my name's Matt. I'm on the phone with Ellie Cave. She's joining us for the Nelson Film Society film preview, finding out about the film showing at the uh, Suta Theatre coming up this Tuesday evening at six o'clock. That's Tuesday, the fifteenth of March. Hi, Ellie. Thank you for joining us this week. Hi, Matt. It's, it's good to be here. Uh, yeah, it's it's good to be talking to you. You're uh, nicely distracted me from uh, some other work I've got you've got going here i'm always very very happy to talk to you and find out about the latest offering tell us what is the next film showing at the suitor for the nelson film society the film this week comes from the prolific swedish screenwriter and film director ingmar bergman it's called smiles of a summer night unlike the films that i usually associate with bergman whose films are often preoccupied with existential crises He even said of his own films that they made him depressed and miserable. Miles of a Summer Night is a stylized high comedy and farce, which was released in 1955. In this film, he was concerned with the complexities of love and sexuality-driven human frailty. The story takes place at the turn of the century. A widower, Frederick Egerson, played by Gunnar Bjornstrand, is married to Anne, played by Ulla Jakobsen a woman who is much younger than he is. Although many a man might welcome such a union, a problem arises in that after two years of marriage, Anne is still a virgin. A patient man, Frederick, is willing to wait until Anne is feeling comfortable with the pleasures of the boudoir. Frederick has a son, Heinrich, played by Bjorn Bielfenstam, who is soon to be ordained in the church. And Hendrik struggles with his amorous feelings for his stepmother. He does not know that Anne also has feelings for him. And the family's coquettish maid, Petra, played by Harriet Anderson, is forever teasing Hendrik as he constantly battles with his sinful thoughts. Now, Frederick still harbors a love for his former mistress, the prominent and beautiful stage actress, Desiree Armfeld, played by Eva Dalbeck whose latest lover is Count Malcolm. Frederick still harbors a love for his former mistress, the prominent and beautiful stage actress Desiree Armfeld, played by Eva Dalbeck, whose latest lover is Count Malcolm, played by Jarl Kula, the jealous and violent army officer. The Count's wife, the brittle Charlotte, played by Margaret Carlquist, who is described as an honest little rattlesnake is a good friend of Anne. There you have the cast of characters and the stage is set for a joyous period of farce in this comedy of manners. And it's this film that ushered Bergman onto the international stage. Everything comes to a head when the characters meet at Desiree's mother's country estate. 
Desiree has organized for them to come from Midsummer Night, the shortest night of the year, a traditional observance in Sweden when many partygoers stay awake all night until dawn. It is over this weekend when Bergman attempts to sort out the mismatched lovers. Speaking about his film, Bergman once said that the film explores the frightening insight that it is possible for two people to love each other even when they find it impossible to live together. The servants are often the ones who fill the audience in on the backstory. Bergman has provided a script with warmth and humor, and I think that anyone who understands the Swedish language will appreciate the humor even more. The dialogue is fast-paced, extremely witty, and very poignant. It mostly hinges around what women have to say about men. In a play within a play, Desiree has some wonderful advice on what women should do to keep their husbands, such as make their dignity your greatest ally. Hmm. We are fed little tidbits of wisdom from all the characters in the form of quip sayings, and then there are witty, amorous incidents with philosophical conclusions when the characters fail to take their own advice. The Count staunchly declares, My wife may cheat on me, but if anyone touches my mistress, I become a tiger. <laughs> but later in the film, in a different scenario, he declares, One can dally with my mistress, but touch my wife, and I become a tiger. <laughs> Three of Bergman's films have summer in their title, a time of happiness, days of being carefree, before autumn, winter, and reality. Cinematographer Gunnar Fischer has created many sensuous, backlit twilights in the film. It is beautifully brought to you in black and white as the light-hearted pieces of the film turn to more serious drama and sexual tensions rise. Sweden doesn't see a lot of summer warm weather, and Fisher makes the most of it. There are three kinds of love, according to legend, possible on a summer night, and one of these is for young lovers. This is a newly restored, high-definition digital transfer with uncompressed, monaural soundtrack on the Blu-ray edition. As I said earlier, this comes as a welcome change from the director's philosophical and psychological themes. And you have to ask yourself, how much has changed when it comes to the male and female approach to sex? You'll most likely conclude, not much. <laughs> This is a film that was that we chose in Auckland for the final night screening, and I, th I think it's very entertaining. Ah, so, so a film that you have enjoyed personally—is this correct? It is. <laughs> uh, the the imagery uh, I'm on the NZ Film Society uh, website at the moment looking at some of the images and yeah very very striking uh, these men with their incredibly black beards and you know little moustaches and things it certainly looks uh, like it's from a different time but the one thing I've got through this you're talking about uh, men and women and the, the whole sex thing is I growing up I always thought that you know we'd, we'd got We'd become uh, our morals had had got looser, and we were all this is you know in in the modern age. But hmm, I think that could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be right. Uh, but w when you say that you're looking at the characters, that they're marvelously 
you know, the mustaches and, <laughs> and all the arts of that time displayed at the turn of the century with the upper class gentlemen, the smoking of cigars and, you know, how to handle it and wearing gloves and then the fashionable carrying of the gloves and removing them at the, at the right time and, and, you know, having a walking stick. Everything is so... Oh, you know, it's yeah. wonderful to watch. Yeah, yeah. So, um, have have you seen other of Bergman's works yourself? I I have, and um, we'll be talking about another one in just a couple of weeks, yeah. which comes with a different tone, shall we say? Okay. But this one, I, I did mention that it's the one that prior to that Bergman had only been known in Sweden uh-huh. or. Europe, maybe. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly, but this one launched him onto the international stage. Right. And so, in that sense, you know, that's what people wanted to see more, I guess. And then they followed up, recognizing his mastery, and, and a lot of other films came out. I see. But this was definitely a different sort of uh, angle on things compared to his other stuff. Is this right? Uh, yes. Okay, I think that's what I picked up in there. Okay, Um, yeah, so uh, funny, obviously, and you did mention the fact that if you speak uh, the, was it Swedish language, I guess you'll pick up on stuff that doesn't come through as much, maybe, in the uh, subtitles, would that be? I'm I'm assuming, because I don't speak Swedish, but I just think there might be other little innuendos, and also because it just goes so fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the thing when you have to read the subtitles. It it, it is. Um, yeah. Sometimes you miss a a, a trick. <laughs> you, yes, absolutely. Which is why I always like to see a movie with subtitles a couple of times because I find the second time you pick up little nuances and things that maybe you haven't noticed in your you know reading of the text. Uh, so, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I have heard that uh, referred to in a couple of movies where some of the innuendo in the languages can get a little bit lost in the translation, and I guess that's that's part of the part of the package. Now, um, you've said it's been digitally restored, so it will look very crisp. Yeah. Yes, although I I did see it on my um, small screen. Okay. Um, and what I read to you there came straight off some of the research that I did and oh. I don't honestly yeah. understand what I said so I just <laughs> said it exactly as, as I read it but knowing that I'm not really a digital person sure, sure. Uh, I'm sure that um, it, it, it's going to look good I, I look forward to seeing it for our final night here in Auckland yes. later in the year Yes, yes. Interesting that uh, the just the the difference in the running order but um, nice that you have already seen this Now I mentioned earlier on that uh, Bergman uh, related to another conversation I had and that was with um, Ash at State Cinemas in Nelson and they've got a film showing at the moment called Bergman Island and uh, it's a bit of a drama romance and it's about a couple of filmmakers uh, who I think go to an island where Bergman must have done quite a bit of work or lived or something so it was just a strange reference and we were trying to think of some of the Bergman movies while we were having this conversation and ha, huh, little did I know I'd be talking about one uh, with you just a couple of hours later Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a good one too. Yeah. Island. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and it was apparently it was here as part of the International Film Festival, and they have brought it back. So this film, Smiles of a Summer Night, showing at the Suter Theatre. It's coming up this 
uh, Tuesday, which must be the 15th of March. So we're getting a, a personal a little bit of a recommendation from you saying that you think this is a quality film. Very much so. Excellent. Are, I mean, you can't miss with Bergman, definitely. Oh, good. Good, good. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we do wrap up here, Ellie, for the Nelson Film Society's film preview? Oh, I think that's, that's very much all I have to say. Yep, cool. Look, it, it sounds like a, a good movie. I'm sure the members will enjoy it. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what sort of rating they give this one as well. And again, if you want to find out more, the easiest thing is to Google the Nelson Film Society. It'll take you uh, possibly to nzfilmsociety.org.nz. There's a link through to Nelson there. You can uh, see images, see a bit of a write-up, and watch the trailer for this one as well. Thank you, Ali, for joining us. Now, I think I'm talking to you again next week as well. Is that right? Yes, you are. Yes. Oh, lovely, lovely. Not that I don't mind talking to Chris, but it's always nice to uh, connect with you as well. Hey, thank you for your time today, Ellie, and we will talk to you in a week's time on the Nelson Film Society Film Preview. Okay, Matt. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.